0: I think we forget that dance is literally a part of our innate humanness. We dance when we celebrate things. We come together as communities in dance. It's not just about the performance aspect. And while performance is amazing in the hierarchy of dance and and the whole spectrum of it, I think the real magic is what happens on the ground level, in the classroom, in the training, in the development. Because it is, it's inside of all of us. And I really believe that every human being has the potential to become a dancer. But a lot of us aren't willing to put our focus there. And so there's the the select few of us who continue to follow this path of this thing that we were born with. That we weren't able to let go of it for some reason. And we weren't ready to just stop.
1: This is Artists at Work. Stories from people who make the arts their business. I'm Thomas Brudden. Princess Johnson is the founding director of Royal Expressions Contemporary Ballet in Greensboro, North Carolina. There, she's a teacher, choreographer, arts administrator, and a dancer in the studio's professional company. The journey hasn't been easy for her, but she values the work that she's put into her craft.
0: Art takes practice. It's not something you're just going to get right away, and I think people just want to already have like this great end game at the very beginning. And the thing about art, there are no shortcuts. You cannot make technology that will make you become a better artist. (laughs) It takes you. You are the technology. And um, it takes time. So I think the more we start to see the world speed up, the less people want to take the time to develop their craft. And we can't be like that. You have to be dedicated to it. You have to be willing to put in the hours and the work. And the blood and the sweat and the tears and, <laughs> and the doubts that turns into faith and it becomes so powerful and strong. It's amazing the process of an artist of where where we come from and, and where we end up. Because I had no rhythm, I had a curved spine, and I don't mean like scoliosis. Like I just had bad posture, <laughs> and um, I just was I was not a candidate for dance. <laughs> But I wanted to dance so much that I was like, well, I'm going to get there. And it was not easy for me. And then here I am, a black woman, and I decide, oh, and then ballet is going to be my thing. <laughs> like, okay, I'm up for a challenge, apparently. So it's, and I'm still learning. I don't think I'm an excellent ballet dancer. I, I may never be as great as Misty Copeland, but I'm very proud of what I've done. And I'm also proud of what she's done. Um, so it doesn't, change who i am as an artist that i'll never be as good as her because i know that i'm putting in the work and the effort that's that's the best for me and that's what matters for artists
1: throughout her life johnson has pursued her desire to dance combining it with an interest for business that began at an early age
0: there's been two passions of my life dance and entrepreneurship and i've taken entrepreneurship classes since sixth grade um so I've been like a business-minded person. I feel like my whole life, even before sixth grade, like we ran a, a a little store on our porch. Me and my sister, and we sold artwork. We had candy, and we had slushies for seventy-five cent. Those slushies were the bomb. Dot com. They were fruit punch, Food Lion brand fruit punch soda slushies. We bought a three liter, and we sell them for seventy-five cent. <laughs> And every summer, um, everybody had to cut through our yard to walk to the store. Well, in my neighborhood, everybody used to walk to the store. That store was probably uh, probably a two to three mile walk. And so what we would do is we would get up extra early, like seven or eight in the morning. Cause you know, during the summer, people don't get up to like 12 or one. Um, And so we would get up extra early, walk to the store, get all the stuff we need, and then come back, set up the shop. And everybody had to cut through our yard to get to the store. They would cut through our little neighborhood. And we'd be like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> 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 They're like, to the store. i like, "What like, what you looking for? We might have it here. Because <laughs> we knew, you know, everybody wanted uh, Chester's fries or uh, Chico sticks, <laughs> gum. <laughs> like those were the candy of the day. And, or one of our slushies, or you know, be in the middle of the day. We're like, we got some slushies in the freezer. <laughs> so, and then my my brother, he was an artist. He could draw really well, and and so he would sell artwork. And then oh, we used to sell friendship bracelets. So that was our thing. So I signed up for business classes as soon as I could when I got to sixth grade, and I majored in business and dance when I got to college, and so. It just was uh, my favorite business, business class was always business law. Like, I loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to be so rich. No. <laughs> First, I'm not a lawyer. I, didn't, I don't make a lot of money. I'm not rich, but I'm so rich. I really am because there's nothing like being able to live your dreams every day, to be able to have control of your day. You can't put a price tag on that. And um, I'm glad that I took time to really like look into my future and imagine myself being this hotshot, busy lawyer. And I, and I remember I asked myself, but can you dance while you do that? And I remember saying, no, oh, you can't, you can't do that. So we're gonna have to figure this out. And so I was like, well, I can always do a dance studio. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told my mom and dad, okay, I figured out what I wanna do. And my dad was like, I was like, I'm gonna be a dance major. Um, because I want to have a dance studio. That's what I want to do. And I also wanted to teach at one point in life. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's everything all mixed together. And I remember my dad saying, you can't just be a dance major. You have to pick up a business degree, too. And I'm like, I already took business classes. I'm good. And he's like, no, you need a business degree, though. (laughs) So he made me double major in business and dance. (laughs) So for me, I think what what I was really worried about was I've got this big idea that I want to teach people to dance, but I didn't have a lot of dance training. I had I could choreograph like nobody's business. I could perform on stage like nobody's business, but I was missing a lot of technique. I didn't know any of the vocabulary. I didn't know who was who. That is why I'm just so into learning about who is who in the dance field, because I didn't know. I couldn't tell you who Alvin Ailey was. I didn't know who any of them was. I just knew I loved to dance. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing, I need, to, I need to know who's who. So, you know, and I need to know how to do it right. So I went to college and I had to audition three times before I finally got into the dance department because you're in an audition and you're like, do this, do that. And I'm like, do what? Do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I actually do know that move. I just didn't know what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. So it was just like okay, I'm way far behind. So there were a lot of, there were a lot of tears and <laughs> and like what was I thinking? Yeah. But for some reason, I'm just crazy like that, and I just kept like there's just this, always this thing inside me. It's like keep going though, but keep going. Yeah, this sucks, but keep going. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I could not quit. Like no matter how many times I said I would and I wanted to, I still showed up.
1: With that determination and the words of her father in mind, Johnson majored in both dance and business at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. She decided to focus her attention on ballet and after graduation moved to Richmond, Virginia to intern with the Richmond Ballet.
0: So growing up, I kept saying I was going to have a dance studio and I never knew that I could have a dance company until I interned at Richmond Ballet and they had the company and the studio and then when I saw the outreach programs, I remembered I'm an outreach dance kid. I was in an after school dance program in high school. And I still have a good relationship with my dance teacher to this day. She's come back and she's choreographed stuff for our company. Um, but I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was in an outreach <laughs> program and that, oh, you can do that, too. And I'm like, oh, well, great. So I'm going to have a school where people can come to me. I'm going to go out to other people (laughs) and then I'm going to create because all of my life I choreographed, I was an outreach kid and I danced. And I mean, I just seeing Richmond Ballet, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like it was a light bulb because I had never seen a place that did all of it Um, because in Greensboro that didn't exist. There's Greensboro Ballet, and I do remember growing up to see the Nutcracker, Um, but it's still kids. But when I saw professional dancers on a stage, and I saw that they were clocking in at 9 in the morning and clocking out at 5 in the evening, and this was their job, this was their day job, I'm like, wait, you mean to tell me these people are dancing for a living? Like, oh, we can get paid? Like, no one told me these things. (laughs) I'm thinking like... Oh, you dance as a kid and then you teach people to dance. But I didn't realize that there was this upper echelon of people being paid to dance.
1: (laughs) That was like a whole new world. Inspired by what she had seen in Richmond, she moved back to Greensboro to start her own dance studio and company. Royal Expressions began in a small space that Johnson rented with just the $25 deposit and $100 a month in rent. But the school quickly outgrew that space and moved to a room at the YWCA. However, scheduling conflicts with other organizations became an issue, and Johnson was ready for Royal Expressions to have its own space. She eventually found one on Battleground Avenue in Greensboro, where she and I recorded this interview.
0: I remember when I waited tables when I first started Royal Expressions. I remember riding by this place and there being a dance studio in here. And I remember thinking, oh, I should check that out sometime. I never made it in because I worked all the time. I had three jobs at that point. I <laughs> uh, Waited tables and I taught at a dance studio. And I used to um, do some freelance uh, writing online for dance. I actually used to do that. I would go see different dance events and then write about it. So anyway, um, so I remember me and Shane had been all around Greensboro checking out different places and we would send out. Proposals like, hey, if you give us three months free, that would be wonderful because, like, we just want to grow and <laughs> we need a space. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were all over Greensboro. Like, we didn't care where we ended up as long as we had a space to call our own. And one day we were riding through here and I was like, no, actually, one, a woman called us because someone referred us that told us no. And she's like, um, well, somebody referred, and I might have a space that you're interested in if you want to come look at it. Well, it's across the street over there. <laughs> and so we were looking at that, and I was like, oh, this is not going to work. It's just spot, smaller than the first space. <laughs> the price is right, but I was like, oh, we'll be back at square one with this. And so we were leaving, and I'm like, stop the car. <laughs> I see a for rent sign in the dance studio. I'm like, that was a dance studio. I got to get in there. This is, this is it. This is it. We have to get in there. And so I called and they didn't answer. And I was like, man. So because I'm so anxious all the time, I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> so I went to sleep and I wake up and he had called me back. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> so I call him and I did catch the landlord at the time. And, um, I explained to him, I'm like, we're a small studio, but we really want to grow. And I just, I was like, I know that space was a dance studio. We, we gotta get, we gotta get there to see it. So he took us to see it the next day. It was a mess in here. When the studio left, um, I guess they did, it wasn't good terms on how they left. So they left a lot of stuff here. I still have a desk that was left here. It's now my desk (laughs) that I use. And they were like. Hundreds of trophies because they were a competing studio and um, little chair, different things around the space. So we kept some of it. We trashed most of it. It It's just dust everywhere because the landlord said once they moved out, they just kind of came in and redid the drywall and different stuff. But then they just left it dusty. So I sent him the proposal. Yeah, we could really use three months free. (laughs) Actually, I think I asked him for six. 'Cause his rent was woo and I was scared. I was like, ooh, we have to start paying that. I'm I'm gonna have a heart attack. And now that I think about it, it's actually not that much, but then it was a lot. So, um, so we asked him, you know, if we could work it out, and um, uh, we came to, to the decision that he let us do one month free, but we had to pay a deposit, and then we slowly uh took the 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 rent up throughout the year before we started paying full price. We didn't start paying full, full rent until we were here for a whole year. And so we were able to grow with the rent prices, thank God, because I was like, ooh, y'all, if this don't work, I'm gonna be really sad. So, <laughs> but we've been here since 2011, so that's good.
1: <laughs> Having the space to support its growth, Royal Expressions has expanded to reach hundreds of students through its school and its outreach programs. Johnson is now licensed in the American Ballet Theatre curriculum and is able to provide a level of education that rivals the top dance schools around the country. That fact, in addition to having a professional dance company affiliated with the school, and connections to celebrated dancers like Misty Copeland and Alicia Graf Mack, allows Johnson to provide special opportunities for dance education. Through her outreach program, Dancing Dreamers, she passes on lessons of resilience she learned from her own family's times of poverty to low-income children in Greensboro. Her goal is to show them that they, like her, can overcome adversity and to inspire movement in them, in dance and in life.
0: The number one issue with a child is they have no control over it. They can't work, they can't, there's nothing they can do. That's why Dancing Dreamers is so important because When I developed it, the very first thing I thought was these kids need a place where they're in control. And so instead of me coming into the classroom and saying, here's a step here, here's how you do it. Okay, listen, listen, listen. I need you to focus. They spend all their days going to school in that type of environment. So we're doing what we're doing is we're we're creating facilitators and we're training people to come to these children and do do this outreach program where they say, hey you're the choreographer I want you to think up if you're dealing with this type of emotion you're thinking about this thing how would you embody that what type of movement would represent that so instead we're facilitating their thought process and we're allowing them to have control so um, we just give them advice and we help them dance bigger Um, really lengthen things we and and I introduce them to movement based off of what they're trying to do and I say oh there's a move in dance that actually kind of looks like this can I show it to you so it's giving them more of a leadership type position in a place where where they do have the control because yes when you're a poor child when you don't have any money it's no fault of your own it's just what you were born into and there's no control in that but what they do have control of is what they're going to do in their future, and so that's the the mindset and the place that we want to take them to.
1: As a teacher, she tries to get her students to that place, even if just for a short while.
0: It's a season for some people, and, and for some people, it's their reason. Like this is why I live. Like, <laughs> and it is. I think we're we're all given a specific duty, and so we we can't all be artists or it's going to be hard to get uh, financial help from like analytical financial people, or it's going to be hard to get physical help from your doctors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then legal help from your lawyers and then your engineers building. So I think we all have our place in this world. And I've had to learn that because it is hard when, when, you know, especially when it's a Student who just gets it, but I think sometimes the ones who are your best students end up being the ones who are like, "I don't even want to do this because it never was a challenge for them, but those of us who go through things to get what we want, we just learn so much in that process that's so valuable um that I think it's just it's good to be able to recognize when you're no longer being fed and for me as a um, dance teacher. When a student or parent tells me that their time, especially when a student, sometimes with parents, I'm still struggling with that. But when a student tells me their time is up, um, you know, I just tell them, you know, well, if you ever think you want to return, you know where to find me.
1: So, what keeps Johnson going and successful in her crazy world of dance, relationships?
0: At first, I was like, got to know this person, got to know this person, and now I'm like. I don't got to know anybody. They got to know me. (laughs) So just kind of um, when you meet someone and you know that there's a connection, finding out, well, how does this person fit into the vision for Royal Expressions? Are they someone that I would just invite to my shows and hope they buy tickets? Are they someone that I would hope become a funder for Royal Expressions? Are they someone who can become a volunteer? Are they someone who can, um, become a lifelong friend that they just are just as crazy about dance as me. And so we just, everything we do has to have dance involved. And then if some people, I mean, if it comes down to anything, if you're my friend, you'll at least buy a ticket and come see me dance. So really being intentional about who you allow space in your life. Um, most of my friends are also connected to dance. All of my new friends have something to do with, <laughs> with, and they're my friends, and they know that that's why they're my friends, and it's not like it's I'm using them, but they know that this is important to me, and they appreciate that if if anyone else doesn't get it, then they don't really have a space in my life because you have to accept all of this <laughs> <laughs> crazy dance princess and my old friends they're not they may not care about dance as much as me. But they care about me and they they still matter. But any new friends, <clears throat> you got to be on this dance train. OK, <laughs> so it's just those relationships matter. And and we only get one life and you only have but so much energy and time you can spend. So building a network that matters and that will propel you forward with your dreams and your visions. And it's not just about business. It's about your livelihood. This is my livelihood. It's not just a business. It takes business sense to do what I do. But because this is my livelihood, I have to think about everything I do every day has to go towards what is important to me to be able to eat, (laughs) to have a roof over my head, um, to one day raise children. Um, All of that matters. So you have to create this world for yourself where your professional and personal life they almost become the same thing um, and it's, it's challenging because you still have to know how to separate them too and when you find that balance um, that's where the magic happens
1: Thanks for listening to Artists at Work, a podcast from Artstitution This episode was written and produced by me, Thomas Breeden, with special thanks to my guest, Princess Johnson If you liked this episode please help us out by rating and reviewing the show on your podcast app of choice to let us know what you think. You can also find us on social media at Artstitution. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to go the extra mile, please consider becoming an Artist at Work patron. A donation of any size helps us keep making the show, and you'll get some cool bonus content and perks. Learn more at artstitution.org.